Talking about, man. Wait a minute! I know you! Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited! Feel these nipples! That boy is good! Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, February 27th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to find out how the U of L College of Business can hook you up with an MBA in as little as 13 months and make it feel like you're being paid in the process of making that happen. Again, business.louisville.edu. Short show today. We're on the air from 3 until 5, but it's a big show. Here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. Streaming all over the stratosphere, you know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. And let's get right to it. At 4 o'clock, in these studios, we're going to have Master P here. We're going to have Master P. It's been a big day already. It's going to continue to be a big day. We made the announcement on Friday on the show. I kind of We got some press on Saturday and Sunday. I put it on the website today. But I am doing a sports television show. With Master P, which is a, I, I've said a lot of surreal things over the years. I've written some surreal things. That is is right up there. We had a press conference today too. I just came from the Galt House, uh, which was like Master P. He's he's bringing the heat. Like he he was he started off his portion of the press conference by saying like Mike's gonna be the level head one because I went up there. I told like a little story about you know my fandom of Master P growing up and talked about how excited I was and all this stuff. And then Master P gets up there and he's like. I'm the new Muhammad Ali of Louisville sports. We may have aliens on the show. You never know what we're going to bring. Like he's going, it's going to be, it's going to be so fun. And it's going to be live. The first show we're going to do is seven to eight tonight on WBNA channel 21. If you you know, set the DVR now, but if you can't, for whatever reason, watch it live, it'll be on YouTube available like tonight and whenever you need to access it. And master P is going to be wild. Like this is the, the one thing that I've learned from this is master P is going to be, he's going to be truthful. It's the name of the show, the truth. But he's going to be wild, and I'm very, very excited about it. I'm excited to see what he has to say when he gets in studio today. I'm glad that Trevor's going to be here. Originally, you were going to be on an excursion. You're going to be away. It was going to be one of your weeks off. But thankfully, this, you don't get to miss a cool guest now. It, I feel like cool people always come in here whenever you're gone, not by design, sometimes by design. And today, you're not going to miss Master P Day. Yeah, 16-year-old Trevor came back to me in a time machine, and, he, and I woke up, and he's like, wake up, 42-year-old Trevor. I'm like, yeah. And he just kicked me right in the testicles. You gotta, you gotta he, he, he was like, "Dude, you're gonna miss Master P. Like that guy helped that that guy's CD in, in 1996. Ghetto D. Help, that help, you got laid to that twice, man. Oh boy. You can't you can't leave abandon this. Make sure Master P knows that. I mean, I'll give him a high five. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was a party I threw while while Grandma was out of town. Hasn't happened since. Uncle Uncle stopped by to see if everything was okay and was not happy what he found. Oh God, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, that was a uh, that was a good time. That was masterpiece. That was ma- that that CD was jamming on the on the boombox in the living room. He shaped both our lives when when that was going on. But uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. I know you're excited. I have going like with what went on in the press conference and what what could happen in the show. Do you feel like doing the show with me for last year and a half has prepared you for this a little bit? Like I've helped prep you for what you may encounter tonight. Are you trying to compare yourself to Master P? Is that what's I'm happening just saying, right like it, it, anything it crazy. Feels like, it feels like you're kind of doing like, that. Like anything he crazy he says or does, are you just going back your head going, oh, it wasn't the butt joint. <laughs> <laughs> it was, he doesn't have a porn stuck in his PS5. Of course, Master P probably just buy a new PS5, but <laughs> it is sort of crazy. Like now looking at it, like I the PS4. I basically do three shows: the, the the radio show, the podcast, and now this TV show. And the three co-hosts are like one of my oldest childhood friends. Uh, you who's talking about butt joints and, and crazy activities on on a regular basis, just outrageous, most unique individual I've ever known. And then Master P is the third one. It's a it's quite the trio. It's a great team, man. It's a hell of a team. We'd be a, a great foursome in a golf round. Charlie's Angels be damned. We'd be the most fun for sure. There's no question about it. But uh, I'm excited about it. They, I mean, Master P shows up at the golf house today, and I. Chris Tuex, who's been, you know, he always helps Master P with the, the philanthropical stuff that he does around town and kind of serves as sort of his, like, guide when he's in town. He, he calls me before. I'm Trevor the, 5X. Trevor 5X. <laughs> <laughs> that's, your, that's your name. It's your social name. Can I, can, I, can I do that? It actually kind of works. I like it. Okay. TK5X. There you go. <laughs> so he calls me, and he, he's, he's giving the rundown, like, where the, the presser's going to be. Master P just got there and all this stuff. And I, so I'm wearing what I'm, I'm wearing now. Which is just standard old school Louisville sweatshirt. Old school Louisville, just crew neck. Crew neck, think, yeah. And like the Adidas hat, yeah. I always wear, like just standard shoes and jeans. Looks like a typical Monday after a, a, exactly. a pathetic attempt at Georgia Tech. Sounds about right. We're gonna get yeah. there. We, we, we will talk about the the game. And I'm like this, you know, this is kind of what I wear. It's what I was gonna plan for the TV show. But I did bring like a jacket and a a button up on the the chance that Master P is like, what the hell are you doing? You, you need to be. And so I asked Chris to, I'm like, what should I, you know, I've got the button up in the shirt. I'm like. This is my first Master P press conference. I'm not in 100% confident about what I should be wearing right now. And he was like, don't worry about it. You know, be you. Wear what you're comfortable in. And also, Master P probably has already made some shirts up that he's going to ask you to wear. And I was like, oh. So, he showed up, sure enough, Master P has already made shirts and hats for the show. One of them has our, our our faces on it, which is hilarious. I showed you the picture of that. We should use the picture I used of you when you look like a comptroller. I don't know where they found it. <laughs> it's with your Facebook page. It's or... actually it's a picture of me, I think, from a recording on Tyson Tate. Is what that is? Because I'm wearing the Long Beach State T-shirt. And I remember that day. I don't know where that came from. I think they used it for like a YouTube teaser clip. But that's they got their hands on it. Great. They put it on there. And then Master P's like looking all suave. He's like in a full suit. It's like a a full on like photo shoot from. Uh, I'm sure you know, professional shoot that he's done. He's right next to me, but it was like, like he had that ready to go. So we both wore those for the the press conference, and it was, uh, it was, it was, it's a wild experience. There's no way around it. it is, well, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I can speak for everybody. I cannot wait for seven o'clock tonight. It's gonna be, it's gonna be something. It's I'm, gonna, I'm be gonna be, I'm gonna get settled in, get me maybe some uh, some Red Lobster or something, some DoorDash, something good. I'm I'm looking forward to this one. My wife is having people over. Like, 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 you're like, like people are coming over to the they're, house. They're getting a hero. They're getting a, a six foot sub. I mean, and when I say <laughs> having people over, I mean they invited themselves over to the house. Like, so two of our our, our friends, Melissa and Ashley, shout out if you're listening. They're not. They're, they only they only care about Master P. They don't care about me. But they're like, this is the coolest thing that 
that Michael's ever done. Like this, this is bar none. Like masterpiece, the best. Good time, genius. Sorry, kid. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Like every, I'm like, I, you know, I, I wrote a book. Like, like I, I've, I've had some cool things happen over the years, and like they didn't care about any of that. I once gave up an inspirational speech to Bellarmine Bass. I did. I was a team captain for God's sake. <laughs> and they're like, no, nah, none of that is cool. But this, we have to be there. So that, like, when Mary told our, our friends, like they're like, we're coming to your house to watch it. I'm like, <laughs> Good luck hearing anything with those kids. Like, me trying to watch TV in that house is impossible. You guys have picked the worst possible spot to actually try to watch this. But they're very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Um, we're going to go straight. He's going to leave here at 4.30. We're going to do this. He'll be in studio from 4 to 4.30. I'll go to the TV station after this at 5. And I do love, like, when Trey came in on because this was all happening behind the scenes last week like this has happened in like the snap of a finger it was yeah. a, a week ago i had no idea this, if this show was happening that's how i got laid into your led in your show well that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's all been very very quick it went from like hey would you maybe be interested in potentially talking with master p on you know tv show to like hey this is happening let's do it let's go <laughs> going monday press we conference. still have a lot of details i think to, to work out long term but for right now it's like you know master p's in because his son Hersey plays on the basketball team, and yep. it's the last home game tomorrow, so he was going to be in town already. And he's like, let's just do this. Let's, let's get this thing done. And when Master P says, let's just do this, people start scrambling. People people get it done uh, is what I found out. Well, so now you're, you're live tonight. Live tonight. Now, I, I this may be a question that you don't have the answer to. But... If it's a question about the show, I probably don't have the answer well, to Will it. this be live on a regular, or are you going to probably do, like, we tape it on Monday mornings? Or... We wanted to do the first one, I know, in person. And this is going to kind of serve as, like, sort of a pilot episode okay. for what's going to happen long term. I think moving forward, because, you know, P lives in Los Angeles most yeah. of the time. I, and we're going to try to get some guest hosts and we want to have other guests in that are going to be across the country. And I think that it's going to kind of be like a, a Zoom show long term. We, we saw commonly during 2020 right. particularly. And yeah. you still do see t- to this day. But like yeah, I, I think do. it's going to be, I think that will be Probably more long term, and whenever he's in town, we'll do it live at the at the station, and that'll be fun. And now is it like once one one a week, or are we going five days a week? I believe it'll be once a week. Okay. Again, details are being ironed. <laughs> I'm not the first. But Master P wanted to get this thing rolling. He's very excited about it, and he. Well, I'm excited. I mean, he's like, so he's he's laying out the foundation, the vision for the show. He's talking about, you know, I'm, I've got a close relationship with LeBron. He'll come on. I got, you know, I used to coach Brittany Griner. She can come on, which would be a wild interview. Demar Derozan, I used to coach. He's like, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like. I might be able to get you Brian Brom, depending on what his schedule is like that day. I'm like, I, I'm like, we have a very well. You can get the hitting coach for the Yankees. I can, yeah, Dylan Lawson. Yeah. Like, who? <laughs> Trust me, there's many people in New York that either love or hate him. They do. I don't know how if, if the show's gonna be huge in New York. Maybe it will be, but uh, it, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I can get Trevor. I can get. I can get you Trevor. <laughs> I can get you TK. You bet, Troy. He's pretty. Famous. We can get him on. I can get yeah. Troy on the show. We're good to go. He wrote the line. He's from Portland. He's from Portland. Uh, yeah, I, I might be able to get you, uh, you know, the, the the make it rain, Tony Rich. Phil Rich, I mean. Not Tony Rich. I, I can't get you Tony Rich. I can get you Phil Rich. <laughs> I might be able to get you one of the Tony, Tony, Tonys. You can get Sean Moth. I can get you Sean Moth. Yeah. Sean Moth would love to come on the show. We'll make that happen. Uh, by the way, you can text into the show. It's not going to be a huge text line day because we have things to talk about in the first hour, and then Master P will be here. But get your text in now at 502-414-1450. I guess I'll be answering texts after the show. Yeah, maybe. You might be. I guess, yeah. We'll see I, got, what I got nothing better to do. Uh, but let's, we can get into the, the topics and discussions of the day because we can talk about the game on Saturday. Also, L. Ellis had some 
intriguing things to say during his press availability uh, availability today with Kenny Payne, getting ready for the last week of the regular season. But we'll start with what happened on Saturday, which was not good. Cards, I mean, you picked us, uh, us to win. I picked yeah, us to lose, but I, I thought it would be close. I hate when you're closer to right than me. Closer to right. Not, you, you were coming off. You picked Clemson. You, you picked the win over Clemson. I, I did not. So yeah. you, you were thumping your chest last Monday. I'm not thumping my chest because I was hoping to be wrong. But Louisville comes out, and let's just be, be, be honest about it. It felt like a regressive effort. It felt like this was a, a step backwards after three weeks where we've been saying, you know, they've only won one game during this time span, but they've been playing better. They've been competitive against some really good teams. And they come out against Georgia Tech, who's, I mean, the other worst team in the conference, a team that we already beat by 10 this year, that we've won 13 of our last 14 against. And, like, Georgia Tech looked superior pretty much the entire time. They... Uh, they had a better game plan. They shot the ball better. They averaged, I think, 1.22 points per possession, which is a ridiculously high number for them. They scored more points than they have, 83, in any conference game before this. And I'm getting really sick of hearing those stats, where it's like every game it feels like the most points they've scored in a half this season. And I thought we'd gotten past that a little bit in recent weeks, but it was back on Saturday, and Louisville loses ultimately by 16 points in a game where it it felt like a mid-January game, fall behind big, you know, kind of work your way back into being somewhat in contention, make the fan base be like, well, they're not quitting, and then ultimately lose by by double figures. It was just, it was bad. And it, it, I think I think everybody, anybody who was still kind of doing the whole, like, they're playing hard, maybe there's some chance that they can do something, you know, not special, but they can win a couple of games down the stretch, maybe win a game in, in Greensboro, maybe play somebody closer than this year. I think that talk took a big hit with Saturday's performance. It was very similar to the Pittsburgh road game. The, yeah. the difference is that we just scored a few more points in that game than we did this one and gave up a little less points. And I mean, that sounds goofy to say when you compare it, but I mean, even look at the Duke game. I mean, that, Kenny kind of Kenny Payne kind of addressed it a little bit, out, and and you know, not to quote him exactly in the post game, but you know, this team has played out better offensively in the last month, going back to particularly the the, the Georgia Tech first win and then the Florida State game. Pittsburgh don't you know aside that's kind of the the mulligan in the group. Miami Virginia. Clemson and even Duke in a 17-point loss, a little offensively, was playing well. But the thing, the same thing that in all those games that is a common denominator and something we've talked about is the defensively, this team just, I mean, just at times and stretches just doesn't care. No. And just and, and you cannot give up so many open looks. I mean, the Clemson game was a win because Clemson didn't take advantage of the majority of the looks we gave them. Four of 24 from three. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of those were open looks. Duke took advantage of it. We talked about the reason why... You know, getting caught in that down by 10 and never could get any closer because you couldn't make a stop. And look at this Georgia Tech game. I mean, they were – I mean, I don't want to – I mean, it was, as a team effort, it was bad, Withers leading the way particularly. But, I mean, you, and this team is just as good as offensively. It is as, impro- as much as it has improved offensively, it is still nowhere good enough offensively to have to be able to outscore opponents. No. Like, like what Miami's kind of doing a little bit. And Payne said that after the game. Uh, yeah, and he, and he said it in so many words, and it's just like, but that's, I mean, it's kind of Captain Obvious. I mean, we we knew that pretty much after the Duke game. We we knew that a little bit in the Virginia game. I mean, we should have known it in November. Yeah, we, I mean, we knew that. I mean, the, the fact that yes, it's taken it took us three and a half months to get the offense to at least play at a above average level in some cases. The problem is, is the defense is still playing so poorly that it makes average offenses look like better above average offenses. And this is something, and we can't we can't beat. I mean, we just can't do it. I mean, we no. cannot give up m- multiple wide open shots. I mean, just don't even try. Good God forbid. I mean, I'm kind of I'm 
I, I'm kind of glad they, they, they put the, the fans on the opposite side in this game because I can't imagine seeing Kenny Payton's face every time that, that this team, you know, and I air quote, tried to stop the ball in transition. It, it was non-existent. I had 10-year-olds in St. Matthews Little League knew how to stop the ball better in transition. They didn't even try half the time. And this is a topic that we got into last week where we talked about, you know, it's great that the team is showing strides and the, the team is, you know, you can add a lot of players during the offseason. You, you can pick up some great transfers. And we'll talk more about the, the potential addition to the 2023 class that's out there right now, which is, I think, exciting for a lot of people. But my primary concern as the season goes on with the future under Kenny Payne, and this staff should it remain intact moving forward is even with this influx of talent, the issue, the biggest issue with this current team is they haven't improved defensively at all. And not, not only think a single game has there been no, so many times it's just, it seems like a lack of basic defensive fundamentals. Like we don't have, we don't have an identity. We don't do the little things right defensively. We also don't do the, the, the little things right when it comes to, blocking out and defensive rebounding. And if you can't, you know, you know teach a, a group of, of kids, I don't care how bad the kids are. We're talking about, we're still talking about D1 basketball players. Yeah. A lot of whom have played D1 or college basketball for multiple seasons. If you can't get them to look like they understand basic defensive principles four months into a season, that's a red flag. And it was one thing when they came out and looked that way against Lenore Ryan and Chaminade and the first three games against overmatched opponents. But the fact that it's continued, because like you said, the offense has gotten better, and I honestly think the effort level has gotten better. Yeah. But the effort level doesn't necessarily indicate that you're going to be playing great defense if you don't know where you're supposed to be, if you're getting beat back door, if you're getting caught ball watching, if you're not contesting outside shots with high hands. Like, you're going to get whomped on. And it's becoming a thing where, like, we just have to hope that opponents have bad shooting nights because well, that's only worked what it's our only so let's say four out of 21 times yeah i mean <laughs> well, florida and m will always have bad shooting nights because yeah, they're terrible i think they shot below 40 percent against them. western we just shot a million percent and scored 93 points and they gave, we gave up 83 yeah exactly and then the first game against tech they couldn't hit anything clemson same way and yeah. tech comes out and look, they're not a very good three-point shooting team but we give them wide open looks and they go 12 of 29 and that's like that's the game right there like that that's enough like and every, it also we don't recognize who the best shooters on opposing teams are. It's one thing to leave a 25% three-point shooter behind the line or give him a couple of, of, of feet. We treat every opposing perimeter threat like they're equal. And we've done this all season long. Hey, it's, it's everything equality, man. I mean, we, we, we don't pick favorites. If you're a 48% three-point <laughs> shooter, we're going to give you some space. If you're a 28% three-point shooter, we're giving you some space. And we're just hoping that everybody misses at the same level. I mean, the Terry kid and the Kelly kid, are good three-point shooters. Those are the guys that they want shooting, and we just let them take uncontested three after uncontested yeah. three, which is how you wind up giving up 12 three-pointers to Georgia Tech, and that's the game right there. Like, that if we had, we were playing well enough on offense, especially early on, to hold a lead, get our feet underneath us, get comfortable in that game, and instead we just let them get a bunch of second-chance points, get some points off turnovers that came back again, and then let them take wide-open threes time after time after time again. And that's like, if we're going to win a game, we just have to hope that the, the other guys aren't shooting well. And that's not, like, I, I get that if it's your short-term recipe for success, whatever, that's not a long-term recipe for success. If the defense does not get markedly better, then it doesn't matter who you're bringing in. I do feel like I should point out, though, that the officiating was pathetically awful. It wasn't great. 
I mean, I, I'm assuming. Yes, it's bad for both teams, though. No, it was. I mean, let's say hey, it didn't matter who it was. The charge was being called. That drove me crazy. It just, <laughs> that drove, and I, I respect L. Ellis. Hey. The, the one time he just like flew down with the guy, I was like, hell, if we're going to call it, just do it every <laughs> yeah. person. And then, and then they called. Oh man, who was who was the foul they called the M one when Terry hit the little floater in the lane? And yes, you could just even in the replay. God love the announcers. Just you don't have to suck up to the officials. Like you can see the foul. I'm like no, there's three inches of air between both these bodies. Not even bodying it. It was so bad. And the one I think I texted you about, which I still don't understand. The the, five, the three seconds. I mean, that had to be a moving. It had to have been a, a which was a bad call anyway. A moving screen on tra- a trainer. Because they called the, the announcers are saying three seconds, and I watched this play twelve times. I kid you, I kept rewinding it. I can't. There wasn't even a little player in the lane when they made the call. I didn't know what happened. And there wasn't one anywhere in the lane before they made. The, I mean, three. I can't. I'm like, no one was in the lane for more than a second, let alone three. I'm assuming because it was the official, he was coming around a curl, and trainer kind of put his leg out a little bit. So I'm thinking that's what they meant to say it was. But I'm with you. That that was my only guess. But that was it. Made no sense the way they. Yeah, said. and then the announcers just so. Occasionally, like, oh, well, three-second call. I'm like, well, they didn't care. They're like, it's Louisville, Georgia. The, we, the we announcer, don't have to be on top yeah, of our game. They, the only thing probably lazy in our defense were the announcers in this game. They literally half-assed it the entire time. I've, I've, I mean, I was like, come on, guys. I know it's 2 p.m. on Bally's. This is regional sports network in mean, February, baby. And I don't remember who the, who were the announcers. Do you remember? I think it was Dave O'Brien, because he was doing like a million Louisville games this year. Maybe that's why he sounds so deflated. Um, <laughs> that would, I'll do it to you. <laughs> it, it, Malcolm Huckabee. <laughs> no, it wasn't Huckabee. It was somebody else. I can't remember now. Oh no, it was Brian Oliver. That's right. Because it was Lethal Weapon Three, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh gee, what a shock. He's like, that's a foul. Tom Wormy and Brian Oliver. Okay. Was, yeah. Was, and Brian, I do remember Brian Oliver now. They've like, both done some games this year. And Oliver hasn't been awful, but in this one, he was just like, I mean, they weren't even. Bet, they just didn't care. Like they, you, they, you're right. They didn't care. And they were like, was, it's three and fourteen versus two and fifteen. Let's just get the hell out are of we here. here. There yeah. are much better games going on here. It's, it's the weather's getting nice. We're in Atlanta. Let's. I'm really surprised they just didn't go go to him and see Brian over watching like Texas game on his phone. They may have been. I mean, that's just maybe that's what they were talking about at some points. It was <laughs> a disappointing effort, anyway. You slice it, just to, to one. I wanted to sweep Georgia Tech because it's Pastner, and it would be hilarious if we. Yeah, in the worst season we've ever had in our lives, still got two wins over Josh Pastor and Georgia Tech. I love Pastor. Every time he held up the number twelve, I'm like, Whoa. it was always twelve. I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, are we just not stopping this play? No, it's the defense. It's okay. I thought that was something. You can hold that up for defense. Is twelve just go to the three point line because they're not going to guard you there on offense? He's like, <laughs> make it, make it. Just holding it up. Run the make a shot play. I, kept the tw- I thought that was just me. I was like, is it me or is he just doing the same number over and over? You know, it was always for defense. But I was like, you know, how many defenses do you have? Like, what, what are we doing here? But I, I'm choosing to believe Kenny Payne, in an ultimate good guy move, is like, look, our season's already lost. Yeah, well. If we win a, a game or two more, it's not going to change anything big picture. Your job's hanging in the balance, man. And I think you're a nice guy. You're weird as hell, but you're a nice guy. I'm going to try to buy you another year. You've been a loyal contributor to the program. You you were 1-11 against Louisville since joining the ACC. You took over after Cal ditched Memphis. And didn't do a great job, which was great. We, we don't like Memphis here. Yeah. So in honor of your lengthy list of contributions to UofL men's basketball, we're going to try to buy you another year. Here you go. Here's your 16-point win. Maybe win one more game next week. See if the fan base will will buy it. See if the your, your bosses will buy it. You're welcome. That's Kenny Payne just being a nice guy. I mean, guy. we our defense might as well have been the bow on the package because it was that. I mean, it was that bad. 
tell me that that's what happened, Kenny. That's just lie to us. That's what we wanted. <laughs> I was honestly, I would rather hear that than our defense is still the same level it was when we played Bellarmine. That's. I mean, I would at least accept that. That would be at least nice. You know, you know what, but Kenny, that's in your speech. There's one thing that's not true to this, because of your loss and Eastern Michigan beating Ball State. Yeah, we ain't talking about that. Right now, officially, with there we have because technically since we have one postseason game, AC tournament, one AC tournament game, correct? Correct. So we technically have four games left, and I'm down eight to four. I'm not even gonna lose this well, bet. We're, we're guaranteed to have three. They're gonna double me. Yeah. They're gonna double us. Which Scooch replied to me earlier when I said something to him and joking about it. He goes, "Damn, I should have just said that meant double the bet." <laughs> like, nice try. This was who said this on Friday. This was the toughest game that. EMU had left the ball and they, won. and they won. They've now won two in a row. Yeah. They've got Bowling Green tomorrow. Who's not very good. And then Northern Illinois on Friday. Who's also not very good. They could definitely win at least one of those games. And well, one either, either, either EMU win or Louisville loss and it's clinched. Well, no, because we could theoretically win five games next week. <laughs> we win more than one in the so tournament. If EMU lose, let's say EMU, they win one. Let's say, oh, let's take it back. They lose both. But okay. we don't beat Virginia Tech or Virginia. Okay. EMU probably, in that scenario, misses the MAC tournament. They have to be one of the top eight seeds. They probably would, would end up missing. We would... if to Be four games your, down. To win your bet, would need to win the ACC tournament. Oh, well, that's all? That's all. That would all... Make it to the finals and you push. I mean, that's, if that's all we need to do, then, well, I mean... Which brings up the dream scenario of... I'm, I'm sorry I brought the money with me to pay Scoots today. Like, we make it to the tournament finals. We play... Duke, and we get beat by like ten. And everybody's like, "Man, what a magical run! It was great." And, and you come on the radio on Monday, I'm and you're so... like, "We gotta get rid of Kenny Payne. We... They weren't ready to play. I don't care about the. T- These are college kids. I don't care about the tired legs argument. This is ridiculous." Everyone's like, "Why is Trevor so? Well, he had five hundred dollars riding on. I've been screwed like this since Carl Sheffers. But at least at that point, you <laughs> would have found a way to bring Carl Sheffers back. You'd have gotten your money back. But it's it, the bet." It was a it's a rough Saturday for you all the way around. It was a rough kind of sports weekend for all of us all the way around. Yeah, the I mean, yesterday was not we're except for IU, they got a big win. Well, that's not us though. I know. We don't, but... I don't care about that. <laughs> Just saying. It was a great win. Good, for, great, win. great day for Scoots. Not yeah, yeah. Scoots had a ball. I'm sure he's gonna. He, we he probably went out. You know, maybe even called the This Is Indiana girl again. He's feeling so confident on Saturday. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I tell you. By the way, if, if for those who don't know, that's that when she answers the phone. That's what he says. That's what I would say. He's like, hello? And he's like, oh, hey. I still don't know if we believe Scoots on this. I don't know. Well, what I, what I question is, is he, I wonder if she knows they dated. Because he said she was like friends with his sister. And that, that was like the, how he met her. They like flirted one time. Yeah. That was dating. He was like, so you see, so you like root beer. I like root beer. She waved at me. She waved, Yeah. She, she, touched, she, she touched my arm as I passed her in the hallway. I don't know what to do. But, yeah, big win for IU. That was a, yeah, that's a nice win for them. Um, I actually got confident and put some money on IU to win the title. Did you? Yeah, they're plus 300. Not, or plus 3,000, excuse me. I like IU a lot. I'm not. I I, know. You know, I thought, you know what, I got. I don't know if they're going to win it all. I do still really feel like they're a Final 14, depending on the draw. But I thought, you know, at plus 3,000, let's, let's take advantage of it now before maybe they get hot. Uh, I tell you what, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll read a few of your texts. We'll also get to L. Ellis's uh, big comment today during the, the media availability. Uh, Kenny Payne, I think, talked. I don't know if he – I'm pretty sure he did. I don't think he said anything of real consequence. But L. Ellis, 
had some big news that people are reacting to. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this potential addition to next year's roster from the 2023 class. All of that coming your way here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. If you buy it, get em up. I mean, you body body. I mean, body. We'll say you body body. I represent. It's 1990 Swiller. Yeah, they label me a drug dealer. Cause I'm bout. I mean, I'm rowdy. I have what them killers did. Everybody talk about. We doing this. My cause. We doing that. We in the studio with big up dope tracks. Cause we real. You go I mean, 60-year-old Trevor was bad about it. I just told the story about how like, the murdy middle-class white kid. <laughs> I'm bad about it. <laughs> uh, welcome back in. Mike Rutherford Show, Monday edition. We will have Master P in the studio coming up here at 4 o'clock. Getting you ready for tonight's debut episode of The Truth with Master P and Mike. The new uh, TV show on WBNA Channel 21 where we're talking sports and other sorts of ridiculousness. Before we... Let me ask you a real quick question. When the song... Okay. When... The one thing about the song, every time when he goes to the cities and he mentions a little bit of Joey's, the Joey's. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this. Did we? Yeah. Because there's this, and like, you know, the first time I listen to a bunch of these songs, you're always like, like please, please. Like, Say, I, yeah, I want to hear my town. It's so sad. It's. Just, I remember when, when Project. They call it cheap pop and wrestling. <laughs> when Project Pat left, I guess he didn't leave, but he did his solo project outside of Three Six Mafia. The very first song on his album, I bought it, and he's like, at the end, he's like, Birmingham B, and he would say the B word after every single city. And then I'm like, I'm like, please say it, please say it. The very last one is like, Louisville, B. I was like, yes, it's such a good, but it is like, it's a cheap pop in wrestling, but you need it, you need that validation. Here you go. And this is before you get the direct tie. We were about it. We were about it. We still are. We remain about it to this day. <laughs> the global's defense. Our defense is not about it. <laughs> no, they're not bad about it. They're not at all. Uh, reminder, if you have heating or air conditioning problems, call our friends over at AirServe at 502-785-8600. Call them today and receive a tune-up for just $49. And also for a limited time, you can get up to 60 months, fi- no interest financing on a qualifying rude system. AirServe.com backslash Louisville is the website. 502-785-8600 is the phone number. Call them today, AirServe of Louisville. All right, Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. We've been talking about Louisville and Georgia Tech from over the weekend. It was a... Not great effort. Well, we know what you got going on tonight. We, we know do. we talked about Little George Tech. Hopefully, we can not talk about it ever again and, and black that it's memory done out. Now that was the thirty minutes we had for it. It's over. So now that we've got to that, how was the rest of our weekend household? It was good. Um, you, I mean, I know you were worried about getting sick. You seem to be in good spirits today. I mean, I think did I you avoid it. Mary's still not feeling very good. Okay. Um, she said, I feel like she's been sick for like four and a half weeks. I think we're just sick house. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just been tough. Yeah, we had, uh, but I've I've been kind of battling stuff but not not, not terrible 
Uh, Virginia, I think, has gotten better. They finished their antibiotics after their struggles we had. I'm assuming her uh, her ballerina class put on hold with the, with the, with the under the weather. She didn't go last week, but she went on Saturday. Okay. She went on Saturday. She did very well. Good. Uh, that was fun. Did some shopping. We went to – got to – Basically, errands like nothing crazy. Just give, 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 give me, give me your Frank civility in in, in in old school. I went went to Bed Bath Beyond, Trader Joe's again. Trader Joe's. All the hot spots, Target, the dollar spot. She's... Is Trader Joe's like the current farmers market? Is that like? Yeah, I mean, like when I'd always hear like guys talking about being like being market. forced to do things over the weekend with the married life. Like I go to farmers market. I'm like, what the hell's a farmer? I've never even knew there was a farmers market. I think Farmer's Market's still the Farmer's Market. Is it okay? Yeah, I think Trader Joe's is just Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. But, uh, yeah, we went to all the hot spots. <laughs> playground, multiple playgrounds. Wow. Uh, yeah, all that. Uh, very, very. By the way, I don't know if I'd call it play. I don't know if I'd use the term hot spot before saying playground. <laughs> yeah. Well, for the kids. I'm, that's the problem. They they, uh, <laughs> they enjoy the playgrounds. So that was that was about it. What about you? Uh, Pretty much a similar, similar topic. Um, playgrounds? No, not too many like. <laughs> I got up in town to watch Little George Tech. Did which... you also master the rope ladder? And you were very proud of yourself. <laughs> Been there, done that. Virginia's very excited. I mean, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I went and hung out at uh, some kids' uh, ballerina classes. Um, then I had to leave, and then uh, went home. I watched. I watched George. I got up in time to watch George Tech live, which I'm, I do regret, obviously. Uh, watched a little basketball, and then um, pretty much just watched. Uh, Watched a couple more 21 Jump Streets. Got to the episode where they actually go by the characters McQuaid Brothers. Made the movie make much, so much more sense. They even used the same as Doug McQuaid was the character's name in the, in the show, like in the movie. Okay. I was like, okay, now I get the, I get this connection now. Um, then I watched the first two seasons again of Entourage. And then I watched a um, couple Comedy Central roasts, and that's about it. Sounds like a full weekend. I mean, it was it was it was it was kicking, yeah. I got I got some steak, got some pizza. Nice. Yeah. Went went to Arby's uh, yesterday for the first time in a while. Got some French dip. Beautiful. Yeah. So, Sounds like. Yeah, that. All in all, it was a pretty uh, pretty tasty weekend. <laughs> there you go. Sounds yeah. wonderful. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, today. Take our lives and combine them. I mean, you you got one hell of one hell of a dude. We got a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot on our plates here. A lot of TV watching. We watched some other movie, by the way. We did finish a movie. Oh, speaking of which, no. Unless unless you're just spinning on the tradition of Lent. I'm assuming you finished. I have finished. not. I've got a week. No, you had last week. Did they, you're getting Lent a new... didn't start until Wednesday. No, yeah, and that's why I gave you a 20-minute show to watch. I I will watch <laughs> it before Wednesday. No, you, you're getting a new movie probably by then. Well, no. Then that starts the next week. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. We watched Do Revenge. The hell's do revenge? It's another like it, it, it tries to be like a. Where do you keep fighting these like really bad rom coms? They're like all like, the number one movies on Netflix. And Mary's like, do you want to watch it? And I'm like, I don't care. Sure, whatever. Um, it's like <laughs> it, it's basically it's like a combination of Clueless and uh, what's the the one do 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 Bittersweet Symphony plays at the end. I hate. First of all, I hate that song. I know you do, but I've always said. Well, I don't remember the Cruel name. Intentions. Oh, okay. It's like a combination of that for the modern day, and it was. <laughs> That's kind of. I mean, they're both somewhat similar movies, just one's goofy and one's serious. Yeah, well, that's why you combine them. Okay. <laughs> like, it's sort of like they have, like, you know, they're all doing... I don't need to give you the synopsis. I no, mean, I've got no, an no, idea. Just skip for, You can skip the movie. I'm, you don't need to watch I'm it. I'm assuming there's, there's romantic tendencies between family members if you're combining these two movies. There's not. Well, then that kind of takes away the main premise of both yeah, movies. It, but... Well, I said modern. <laughs> okay. Couldn't get away with that today. 
Actually, you could. It's you know, those are some the of the Paul more Rudd pop- thing is weird. He's, those are some was, of the more popular sites on websites. Yeah, but she's like sixteen and he's like twenty. That's it, it, was, it was always weird. Anyways, uh, well, well who's in it? Was. Nobody you know. Well, Sarah Michelle Geller is like she has a, a, a bit part. She's like the headmaster. <laughs> Glad to see she's hanging on. Yeah, that was it. It's called doing it. Do revenge. Oh come on, <laughs> you can skip it. You. All right, can we talk about Ellis, please? I've tried five times to get into this. We don't people nobody cares about this. L Ellis today has media availability. There's been so much talk about, you know, I mean we've we've been we've moved on to next season for like a month and a half at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. we're still watching the games, most of us. We're still cheering for the team. We're still hopeful that something can happen that's exciting down the stretch. But the bigger question since about January has become what can Kenny Payne do in year two? What's the roster look like? Who stays from this year's team? Who does he add? All that good stuff. And LLS has been kind of at the heart of that conversation. I, I've said, because we get a question probably once or twice a week from somebody who's like, do you think L comes back? And every single time that we've gotten it, I've said, the 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 word since the beginning of the season has always been that he wants this to be his last year of college basketball. And he technically does have, officially, one year of eligibility remaining. But he would seem to be an attractive option for an immediately eligible transfer spot. You know, There are teams out there that have NIL, he can come in, he can fill it up. There are teams out there that probably are going to be in better positions to make the NCAA tournament than Louisville will be next season. That Where does that come into the equation? Well, today, he got asked straight up, have you thought about your plans for next season? And his initial response was that his mindset is to, quote, test the waters when it comes to potentially pursuing a professional career. And then says after that, he'll make a decision about whether or not he wants to return to Louisville or not. And he got asked straight up after that, what about the transfer portal? Ellis said the transfer portal is not an option for him. The quote, direct quote was, if college is the next option for me, I'm coming back to Louisville. So there it is. Either L. Ellis is going to go get paid, non-NIL style, to become a professional next season and play basketball, or he's back at Louisville. And I don't know. I, I know that there are differing opinions on this. If we're going to be an NCAA tournament team next year, I'd like to have L. Ellis back. I, I think... Are there holes in his game? Absolutely. We mentioned the, the defense last segment, how it hasn't gotten a whole lot better, how the lack of basic defensive principles has plagued this team the entire season, and how it's a big red flag for the whole Kenny Payne era moving forward. And L certainly has had a part in that. But he's the only really like certified bucket getter on this team. The guy can go out there and get, get a basket when you need one. He, I think, plays hard pretty much all the time. You can tell this means a lot to him. You can tell that he cares. And I think if you can get him in a better situation, because I know he's scoring a lot now, and I know the assist-to-turnover ratio has gotten better as the season has gone on, he's still he's playing a role that he should not have to play, where he's scoring option A and B, and he's the primary ball handler, and there's really nobody there to take the pressure off him. If you can find an effective running mate for him next season, I think he can be a I think he could be a good player on a really good team if it wound up happening. I'm not saying here, but I'm saying with a perfect roster. He could be a really good college player on a really good team, but the fit has to be has to work. I don't think that we've had him in a situation that's fair to him yet, because last year he was kind of the instant offense guy, throw him out there, hope that he can score a bunch of points, and if it's not his night, you yank him out. And he didn't play that much. This year it's been it's it's gone a it's been a total 180. It's you go out there and you do everything, and we've got nobody to take pressure off of you, we've got nobody to really run the floor with you. You go do it all. And he hasn't. He didn't handle it well early on. He's had games where he's played really well. I think if you can put him in a spot where he's maybe not even the best offensive player on the team, and certainly 
not the primary ball handler for 38 minutes a night, I think he can work. I think he can he can be really good. I want L. Ellis back for next season if it's if it's a possibility. What say you, Trevor Kelsey? Oh, I would love to have him back, and I think it, I would love to have him back for multiple reasons. One, it makes a little boy better team, regardless. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying who what they may bring in a transfer portal, but L. Ellis is a solid in, you know, individual player, and, and you take him off, you. you you take it. You take a hit. I mean, you're not you're not a better team. You're so you're clearly a better team with him. And also, just think it'd be fair, like, hope, and hoping that he does bring some help in and allows because yeah, he, like you said, he's the only part on this team that can create his own shot. I think you know there's some guys if you get them in the get the ball to them in the right position, they can go one on one. But he's the only one that can do it on his own. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one else can really. James is the closest thing probably to that, and he's still isn't blowing past for many people. Most of his is going to be using his size and the advantage, which is fine. Ellis uses his speed, he uses his size. But, I mean, he's just, I, 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 like you said, I'd, I'd love for to bring him help, bring him back. You know, maybe don't take away his role in terms of being the leader of this team, but let's listen. And you've seen it, we've seen it over the last few weeks, and as this offense has played better, a, a lot of it has to do with Ellis's ability to get to distribute the ball more accurately. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that, you know, when he can get in the lane and he can get, you know, get the ball in a good pass and clear passing lanes, he we he's improved his assist to turnover ratio. I mean, this last game, I don't know, he was like three to two or something like that, which is, you know, isn't. I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, Magic Johnson out there or anything, but it is obviously gotten much much better over the season, and it's a role he's adjusted to. He, he had to adjust to from the beginning, and yeah. I think with that, you bring him more weapons. We get a, become a better team. We actually can maybe make a tournament run, in a run at going to the NCAA tournament. I would love for him just to see that and experience like what he experienced in the Clemson game on a more regular basis. For sure. And for that, like for what he's had to go through for the last this year and last year and this year combined, say for let's say two years at Louisville, and the lowest points of our entire school history in a hundred year history of this program, like he deserves to get treated like kind of like a king for 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 a season. And hopefully financially that is, 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 you know, talked about as well. I mean, he, we, I know he wants to go play professionally and a lot of that, um, not to be mean, but he probably would be playing overseas and, sure. you know, the G league or whatever it is. And you can make good money over there. You can go over in certain, certain countries in Europe, and make six, seven figures, but odds are that that's not gonna happen right away. I would just say somebody get, get the man, the, the nicest nil deal we have in basketball right now, sort of maybe a huge recruit coming in or a transfer. And and give else get else some six figures and reward him by doing that and giving him some help and he deserves it he, he did, for the the punishment he's had to take just not only not only much last year but all through this season he deserves it. There's a scenario out there which I think is like the dream scenario. So does Trainer too. Yeah, he will be a senior I, next year. I'd love to see JJ come back for another year. Yeah. There's a scenario out there where, I mean, L. Elvis becomes the guy who was at or near the center. Of two of the I mean, worst seasons in the history of Louisville basketball, you had last year, which was more successful on the court, but featured probably more like, tumultuous activity than any season before it. I don't know what happened in, like 1932, but I, at least since we've been alive, you I mean you lose a coach in the middle of the season who was suspended at the beginning of the season. His grandson, like, listen, my grand, you don't know what my grandpa went through. Imagine getting drafted in the middle of it. Well, that's a that's little, might, a little might, different. That might be what. They lost their leading score. He's off to war now. From a purely <laughs> basketball standpoint, last season was as tumultuous as we've ever seen. And then this year, 
we've lost more than we've ever lost before. I would love for if Louisville basketball is going to get back on track. Let's say that we overachieve to the point where we do make the tournament next year. And it's this it's this tangible piece of evidence, this very real thing that everyone can point to and say, okay, we're going to be okay. Kenny Payne's got this. All of our fears last year were well-founded at the time, but ultimately it was overblown. We're good to go. It'd be so cool if Ellis was at the center of that. If he could come out and say, look, I was here at the lowest of lows, and now I'm here at the first really strong building block of a new foundation that's going to be laid for the future of Cardinal basketball to get back to what it's supposed to be. I'd love for that to happen. I'm not, you know, we still got to see what the rest of the roster looks like. And even then, I think that there's still going to be questions. But if we do, in a scenario where we're going to overachieve to the point where we're at least in the mix next year, I feel like you need a player like LLs if it's not Ellis himself. And I'd love it for, for it to be him. I think that he, look, say what you will about the Kenny Payne culture talk and all that stuff. At the very least, we haven't had players fighting. We haven't had players tweeting bad stuff. We haven't had players quit the team. You, it seems like the players are still very bought into what Kenny Payne is trying to teach them. So you want that part of of this season to be carried over to next year. You don't want much of the other stuff to be carried over to next year, but you want that mentality. And so you need some of the better players from this year's team, some of the more experienced players, at least one of the captains from this year's team, to be a holdover. And I think L coming back for next season would go a long way towards you know, accomplishing that. Yeah, I think bringing back Ellis, Trainer, James, and Lands is a great, great basis to to start that that culture that Danny Payne wants. And Kamari's playing well now. And it's a and it's a it's a foundation that you can build around going into next year. I mean, that's all we've got. I mean, you can hope to see you know positive notes from some of this some of these guys impact the next couple of games, and maybe hope we maybe win an AC tournament game, whatever. But what I think of is what I hope to see in terms of these the player these players making these strides over the offseason, adding some town around um, other town around them, and and this and we have a basis for hopefully what could be a, a solid season next year. It all goes start again. It, it, we're all just talking out of our butts until we start getting transfers though. For sure. I mean that, that's that's I mean this whole summer is usually it's summer we talk about you know two out of three people getting arrested and. And you know things that go on long, you know, movie watching, hypnotizing me, and pole vaulting, and and, and stuff like that. But it's all going to be transfer portal, and, and and mostly transfer portal all summer, pretty much. Other than you know getting you know our pants tight about talking about Jeff Brom's first season. Yeah, which is going to happen. Yeah. Now, the, one thing that already, if we're looking at dominoes that are going to fall off the season, we may already have one that's in the process of falling. Ooh. We mentioned on Friday, Dennis Evans, the number twenty-three overall player in this current class, the twenty twenty-three class had recently decommitted from Minnesota, which seemed out of the blue. Granted, Minnesota has sucked this year, but we you know, we haven't been much better. So it was very, very... I mean, no one sucked like this. <laughs> it was very interesting to see, almost immediately after Evans decommits, you have a bunch of crystal ball predictions from both local and national people saying he's coming to Louisville. Wow, I mean... Trevor Andershock from 24-7 Sports... Good name. ...says he called it 100% lock. I don't know how you know that. I don't know how this has happened, but almost everybody is saying this kid's going to go to Louisville. He's seven foot one. He's a five-star prospect. According to some sites, he's a high four, I guess, according to others, but this would be a, a very solid building block. And I've seen a lot of people who are like, cool. Another big, we need guards. And I, I get that. We absolutely need well, guards, but we, guess what? We also need big. We need bigs. Yeah. All those bigs that we talked about this year being, you know, Kenny Payne, the big man whisperer and front court, you and all this stuff and how we have so many options. 
not hadn't panned out great. So we need a if if he can come in and be and this kid I think he had like seven triple doubles this season in high school basketball. He became his high school's all-time leader in block shots. He's very athletic. He's a little he's he's one of those big men who has to put on some weight, but he can shoot it from yeah. the outside a little bit. He's he's pro- a little bit of a work in progress. But if he can come in and be a capable starter next year, Coming to be a cap- there's playing time available in the post right now, and we've seen that this season based on the lack of production we've gotten from these bigs that were so talked about last summer. I, I don't know if I can be impressed by a seven foot one kid that's dominating the defensive skills of the suburban Minneapolis. It's a fair point. It's a fair yeah, point. I mean, I'm just picturing like Josh Jackson kid from Mountie Ducks out there getting a shot rejected. Like, I, wait till hockey season, dude. <laughs> I mean, but the, here's the only thing, and I, I'm not I'm not down downing. If you can land this kid, I'm all for it. We the transfer portal is more important to me in terms of impact next year because this kid seems. I'm with you. Probably, I mean, again, I'm not trying to be a hater, but there's a lot of things you can describe about this kid that you could have, you pretty much could have said about Brandon Huntley Hatfield coming into the mix. He's a five star kid. He's young. He's got potential. He's that's great, and I'm not saying he can't make an impact at some point down the line. Maybe even this season. We need to. We we we. You wasted too much time on this year with with the amount of going four and twenty something. This team went fourteen and something. Maybe you don't have to make such an impact and stride next year, but you got to. And we've talked about it, and I think it's pretty obvious this team isn't in the mix for a tournament run next year. Or not run, but making the tournament. I just don't know if you can do that bringing in all all freshman kids. You you got to go to transport. You got to get kids that can play right away, they can impact right away, and you need at least three of them. Yeah, and I think, look, if you look at the roster right now, and I don't know who's going to say, we always talk about this in terms of, like, who do we want back? And there's no guarantee that the, the guys that we want to come back are going to choose to come. Maybe Kamari Land says, I'm out of here. I've got he you. might. I mean, those are the My four kids, that I've maybe. pigeoned as the ones I want back. And I think you're in the majority. I think those are the people. Yeah. People would say L. Ellis, Lands, James, and Trainer. Yep. As far as the scholarship kids that we have right now. If you have that, if that's the case, and a core four, I think a lot of people want him back. Yeah, and I'm not saying I wouldn't take Hunley Hatfield back or, or Withers back. I'm just saying I'm not going to be surprised if they're not. So, but let's say like that, those five, they do want to come back, and we get them back. That's five players now. We've got two incoming freshmen in Glenn and Williams. That's seven. We've got Karan Davis, the JUCO transfer, which makes eight. Gates would be nine. You still have or Evans. I mean you still then would have four scholarships available to go out and get transfers. And you, that's the portal. And let's say, like, you know, even if you wanted to add one more guy, let's say that Huntley Hatfield does want to stick around, and you think that he can get even better, or Withers. That that makes 10. You still would have three spots available to go out and add big-time players. I think you need at least four or three newcomer, completely new new blood. Now, that is, we're not taking into account the, the Churchill Abbas kid, who's you know, the big African basketball academy recruit. Oh, okay. That's that a lot of people have said. He was a Louisville lean or was going to go to Louisville, and now he's being recruited by a lot of top programs. I, I mean, he would pretend he would. It's another guy that would take a scholarship. Who I think he's a little bit more polished than a core four, but still maybe a little bit of a work in progress. But you need, I'm with you. I, I think that's the number. At least three transfers coming in that are experienced college basketball players. They don't have to all be Carly Jones or Damian Lee. No, but they have to be guys that have put up numbers at relatively good programs, and that you know are going to just fit the culture here. They're going to be dogs. They're going to play tough defense. They're going to help Ellis run the show, or they're going to be able to get you a bu- Like, you just need guys that can that can play at this level, and we haven't had enough of them this year. And it's, I mean, I would take Lance Terry. I would, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, I mean, that's a kid from Gardner-Webb. I mean, yeah, just, I mean, that's, 
And if you're going to go after the, if you're going, if, if I have no, like, if you're going to go after mobile, your freshman kids as big guys, I'd rather do that because we need the guards out of the transporter more than anything. I need the experience. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't like to have more, you know, whatever the big guy is that the Auburn, that the Georgia Tech has that destroyed us over the weekend. I forget his name off the top of my head now. Um, but they, uh, like that, that, like that's the, you know, an experienced transfer big man. I would take that too, but you just need at least two guards. You need two guards, one that can be a starter and one that can come off the bench. I'm with you there. You need, you got, there's, there's, there's no, there's no negotiating here, Kenny. This is, this is a, this is, you don't do this, you're in trouble next year. And, you know, we don't know who's going to be available, but you know there's going there's to be, gonna a, be a plethora of yeah, talent. There's going to be guys out there. We had 33% of Division One players were in the portal last year. I assume it's going to be probably a little bit higher. You, Maybe thirty five percent, and I mean, you may have to dip into that NIL pool. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you don't have to. I don't. I don't need a guy that's like a top ten. I mean, you can go outside the top ten of what's considered the portal transfer kid, but you need at least two kids that can come in and play at this level and have done at this level and can do it consistently. Agreed. All right, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we'll have Master P in studio. That's a real statement. This is real life. This is the Big X life. It's who we are. It's what we do. Master P coming up next here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Masterpiece songs all day. So Trevor asked, we have Master P in studio. I told you this was going to happen. This is real life. We've got him here. Trevor asked, and this is the first question. Trevor asked on Friday, he's like, we have Master P coming in here. Do I use Masterpiece songs as like the bumper music, like the intro, outro? Or is that like, is that lame? Like, will he think, is it like wearing the band's shirt to the, the concert band? And I was like, I think it's like, exactly the I same like, I used. I was like, I, I think it works. If I made music, I'd want you to play my songs when I was in the studio. We just about to turn up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we just turn up. Like, sports is our life. Sports changed my life, saved my life. You hear the make them say, uh, I was playing basketball in that video. Shaq, everybody. It was like. As a kid growing up in the projects, I always wanted to do my own sports show. And I look at all the big shows on ESPN. I say, you know what? If I ever get an opportunity, I can't wait to do my own sports television show. And 
we just gonna keep it real. The truth is gonna be is gonna be the truth. I, I think everybody has had that thought at some point in their life. Like they yeah. watch they, they watch sports on TV and you're like, I could do this. Like I, I'm yeah. better than that guy. I like that you are just like you're Master P. So you can be yeah. like, not only do I think I could do it, I can, and I'm going to do it. Yes. Tell so we have the show tonight, seven to eight. Yeah. The, the truth on WBNA. You'll be able to catch if you can't catch it live. Set the DVRs. You know, come on, it's it's 2023. Set the DVR. If you can't yeah. do that for whatever reason, it'll be available on YouTube uh, once we get off. But the whole this process. Yes. You say I want to do a TV show. How does that lead us to where we are today? Where you are? This happened pretty quickly. Yeah, because um, I feel like me being in Louisville for over 13 years and giving back to the community and the kids and sports, what keeps everything glued together here. And so I see all these amazing national shows and then I watch what you have been doing and you the guy. When you talk about the encyclopedias for sports, you is the dictionary, the encyclopedia. And I'm like, okay, if I connect with this guy right here, I'm funny, I'm wild, I'm crazy. <laughs> this guy know everything about sports. I know what I know about sports. I've been in the game. I've been on the flow. Uh, I've been that player that had to go through that adversity. And i also been that fan. And so being here for over 13 years and then listening to you and watch what you was doing, I'm like, man, if me and this guy get together, we're going to blow up. And that's just how it happened. I'm like, you know, you you was like, P, let's do it. I was like, some some things just meant timing. I think the timing was right. And I think the city is waiting on this. They waiting on, they want to have fun because people, we are sports people out here in Louisville. Mm -hmm. Like everybody is sports fanatics out here. And so to have something different and unique, we're going to change the game. That's all I can say is, you know what, this was meant to happen. I kid you not. At Master P, I said the exact same thing when I got in the radio with him. That was <laughs> exactly what, exact what I said. I was like, I am can be goofy. I can be I, yeah. I can I can be the, his Chris Farley, but he needs to be my, 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 my spade. Yeah. He needs to be my straight man. He's got the knowledge, man. He did say that. That's, that's a true quote. That actually happened right at you, the beginning of the show. You know what? Look how quick this happened. If things meant to be, it's meant to be. Now, we don't want to give away all the secrets of the show. Yeah. But you're talking about how we're going to be different. We are. We're going to be truth. Yes. That's the. It's not just a clever name. No. We're going to be honest. We're not going to just make yes. up stuff to. No. But we are going to get. We're going to be out there a little bit. Yeah. We're going to get a little get, bit wild. We're going to get real. How? Ex what are you going to bring to the table that's going to be outlandish? Give a little preview of what Master P talking sports well, is going to be. I'm like. just telling y'all, I'm so pretty. <laughs> I'm like Muhammad Ali. I'm just telling y'all, when me and Mike is on the show, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get pretty, pretty, pretty. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get real sports, the truth. We're going to talk about Louisville basketball, baseball, football. I mean, we don't have no professional team here, but our college team is like the pros. Mm -hmm. So we got to talk about this. I heard you talking about L. Ellis today. Uh -huh. Right? I'm driving over listening to this. I'm saying, you know what? This guy, if he go to the minor leagues or go to the G leagues or go wherever he going to go, even if he get a shot to get at the NBA, he has to stay here one more year. He has to. And guess what? Louisville has to pay this guy. He could score the basketball. He could get us what we need, but we can't hold him back no more. I watched this kid this summer. 
I watched him against some of the pros. Donovan Mitchell, right? Donovan Mitchell. I watched him against Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell said, man, I got to get on my game. This youngster getting up and down the court. That's what I'm saying that, okay, so what do this guy need to stay here? 300K? I don't know. That's what I do. I mean, keeping it real. Because if you go to the G League, you're going to make maybe 200, 300 to 500, right? Right. Why not get a man 300 to stay? We could have one of the greatest teams next year and then come back and then go to the NBA. It will be so laid out. Don't forget how much nicer you get treated here at Louisville than yeah. you on the bus say, at the Fort Wayne Ames. I was going to say, there's something to be said, and I'm sure Hersey can attest to this. There's something to be said for how many times in your life do you get to be treated like a god, which is what Louisville basketball players are here. They, we have no pro sports team. They are our pro sports athletes. You're the... It's not just big man on campus. You are the big men in the city. Even when you're having a down year like this, this year, guy you get that is all the time. This guy is our Allen Iverson. Yeah, I mean, for right now, for sure. I'm telling you, where are we going to find another piece like that next year that has the experience, that know the game, and then my thing is we have to let him go. Let him be him. And it's over. I watched it. What do you guys think about it? Let's be honest. You watched this guy played basketball. He gets up and down the court. He could score the ball on anybody. Probably one of the leading scorers in the ACC mm-hmm. right now. Second. Yeah, Second. barely literally a point behind as well. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? So imagine right now, I heard you guys talking about getting the pieces. It's time to play chess. We've been playing checkers. It's time to play chess in Louisville. I like that. Th- those pieces right there. I don't know what the check. I don't know what the pieces are called, but we got plenty of pawns. We we need some kings. And some, <laughs> we need some horses and some of those crowny things. The ones that can go back and forth. That's what we need. Because we only got one horse right now, and that's Ellis. Well, why are we gonna let him go? Yeah. Not, hey, think about it. We want him back. And where else could he go? It's it, he said today. It's either starting the pro career, or coming back to Louisville. And if, if financials aren't an issue, which they should not be, I mean, you're we getting, should have plenty. Of NIL money here. Exactly. It should come down to, do you want to be treated like a god in an area that cares more about college basketball than any other in the country? Or do you want to go kind of be a a forgotten piece in the G League or overseas where they don't care nearly as much as we do? To me, the decision's obvious, but I can't get in his head. I can't get in the heads of any of these kids. I think that's the pitch you have to make if you're Kenny Well, also, you're playing for Kenny Payne, one of the best coaches in the world. I've been around coaches. Once... This team started buying into that system. We watch us compete against major teams. So if we have that experience again next year, and these players know what the coach want from them, the game going to be easier. Because the, the hardest part is buying into the coach. Mm-hmm. Once you buy into that, it's over. So right there, I mean, you're a – the parent of a kid on the team. Yeah. And there's so much talk here locally. We, we, we've had this conversation on our show every day, probably since November. Kenny Payne, is he the guy? Long-term, can he get this program back to where it's supposed to be? You're saying, again, as somebody who's seen this up close, you believe Kenny Payne's the right guy for the job. I know he's the right guy for the job. I would make some adjustments. I mean, I wouldn't shoot the ball. I mean, I wouldn't pass the ball eight to five times if we lose him. That's the only adjustment I see that we need to make because when we are down, we got to score the ball. 
And L. Ellis could score the ball if we down. But if, if we passing the ball five or eight times around when we down, I'm just saying when we down. Now, that's to me, that's the offense that the Warriors run. But they got shooters that when that, that ball get passed around, they know where, the, where it's going at. So Steph Curry, no, it's time to put that ball up. But they up most of the time. And so I just think when I watched us this summer, we are running gun fast break team. And if you look at from Jimmy to all those guys, like when we running, we're probably one of the best teams I done seen in a, in a while. But when we slow the ball down, I feel that's when we thinking too much. Mm. And so I, 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 I tell my son, buy into the program, do what your coach want. But we also, we, we basketball got to be a fun game for you, for a player. So mentally, if you're not in the game, and that's what I'm seeing right now, mentally we got to get these players' heads into the game. It's been a – Louisville's got four wins in late February. This, this never happens. It's yeah. been a historically down season. Yeah. You're, you're talking about, you know, you talking to Hersey. Yeah. Is Hersey still positive? Is he still remaining upbeat? No, he's positive because I think everybody know what the situation was by being on probation for so long and what was – so I think – the reason why I tell you Kenny is a great coach because the cards he was dealt. He only could do so much. Uh, if I was in college basketball and this team was on probation, I wouldn't have wanted to come here either because it's just a setback. Now I'm looking at it right now, y'all. We talking about giving y'all the truth. The truth got to be how do we fix what we have? We can't worry about what we might get. How do we fix what we have? We got to score the basketball. That's what I'm seeing. Because all these other colleges that we are playing, they're they are beating us in the second half. Yeah. They're not beating us in the first half. If, if the game was won in the first half, we'd be one of the top teams in the ACC if the game was won in the first half. When we run out of gas that second, I mean that third to fourth of the game, that's when I feel like we are running out of gas. That 10-minute mark, we we fallen short somewhere mm-hmm. in that mark. That's what we have to change. You and you can't blame that on the coach. Yeah. The coach is not playing. Yeah, I, I think that look, nobody knows how to react to this. I mean, you've you've been in this community long enough, and I do want to yeah. get back to that in a second. But you know how much Louisville basketball means to everybody. Yes. I mean, we thought last season winning 13 games was the worst thing we were ever going to have to go through, and now yeah. being four and 25, it's just it's an odd, odd feeling. And I think every nobody knows how to react to it. Nobody knows how to talk about it. Like, do you clearly everybody's unhappy, but do you trust the process? Do you say this is something has to change? And I think everybody's just trying to figure out how the hell we got here and, and how we move forward and how it's going to get significantly better. Well, let's year. be real, since we're keeping it truthfully. This is how what we, we do. got how we got here is that we lost the coach. Uh the coach went on probation, the school went on probation. Another coach came in here, tried to deal with whatever the cause was, and we got to be a part of this rebuilding process. Now we have a coach here that the one here as a player, and now people questioning, do we have the experience? The coach do not have to play for the players. The players have to buy into winning, and you only learn how to win from losing. I feel like this team should be tired of losing them, mm-hmm. and we need some experience. I feel like we need experience with our youth on the team. The youth is going to keep us going because what you guys were talking about earlier 
how L. Ellis, he got to play these certain positions, but if he got to do everything, then that means we got to give some of the younger players the experience. We got to let them feel, let them understand, because we lost all these games, right? Right. So let's get the experience with the younger players so we could be ready for next year. That's what I see. So throw them into the fire. If it burns, it's going to help us out in the long term. It's going to help us out in the long term. I got you. I hear you. Uh, you we mentioned you being tied to the community. I think it's a story that a lot of people here locally, I know they don't, because we hear it all the time, like how is – why is Master P here? What's his relationship with Louisville? Give the people a background. Like, how did you and Louisville, this this relationship, what's the genesis here? How, how did it get well, started? Well, it just happened during Hurricane Katrina. Uh, my grandmother was sent out here. And when I came to get her, I just fell in love with the people in the community. And I said, you know what? They gave back to my family. I'm going to give back to Louisville. And I've been here for over 13 years. And me and Christopher 2X been in the community, helping the kids, doing our part. Uh, with game changes and future healing. I mean, it's just a blessing. It's it's a blessing knowing that uh, somebody been there for you. Louisville, this town has been here for me and my family. And uh, I'm like, I have to be here for these kids in this community. And I'm I'm attached to it. Like, I can't go nowhere. It's like, this this my second home. This is a piece of my heart. And, um, I just love it. I, I, I love the culture, the, the community, the people. And, I mean, the reason we started this sports show, because we need to talk about what's real here when it comes to sports. And same thing when it comes to our culture and giving back. Um, I've been on the front line with Christopher 2X for 13 years now, and, and I, I feel like if I come here and do my part, then – other business people and entrepreneurs here should make a difference and, and, and do their part, which a lot of them have been. And so uh, I've been meeting some great people, and they, they just got me in love with this city. It's amazing, and I, I guess you know this is, I don't know if it's unique to you or if it's just all like very, very famous people. It's amazing to me how much you do on a daily basis. Like last Monday, you know, we had the meetings here, yes. and then like I get on – my phone after the radio show finishes and you and two X have been to like three different other places for three different news stories. This morning I wake up, you're doing the breakfast club. You're coming yeah. in here. We're at the golf yeah. house. You're doing the press conference. Now you're yeah. here. We're doing the show. Like, do you get tired? I, I, this is, it would be exhausting for me. I'd have to sleep for three days after all this. Now I was just telling Christy about this. Like this excites me. And so I love creating things, cr- cr- being able to take a show like this from nothing and build it. Uh, we've been doing so many partnerships here. I mean, Christy's been on the business side, uh, creating partnerships in Louisville, uh, on the philanthropy side. And, and me, I get up. This is what keeps me going. I, my day just run like that. I tell people all the time, it's no limit to what I could do because I have it on my mind. I know that it's a blessing every day we get up. We, we got to do the things that we love doing. And for me, this show it's something, like I told you, something I love that I wanted to do since a kid. And now to be able to do it and do it with you and, and make sure that we give the sports heads out there the truth and have fun doing it. I mean, you got to do stuff you love. Yeah. So this is a passion of mine. And, and all the things I do in the community, the, way, the reason I could do all those things, because I love helping. I love giving. I feel like God put me on this earth uh, to be a servant. It's not about 
me being a celebrity or a superstar. At the end of the day, I'm a humble, God-fearing man, and I want to help my people, the ones that want to be helped, the ones that want to listen, the ones that want to do right. None of us perfect, but I'm growing as the man who I am, and I, I, I love helping kids, and I think that's the thing that keeps me going. So I can run to 10 different places to go help kids. I just realized he did more today before I woke up at 1 p.m. than I'll accomplish all week <laughs> long. Probably. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just realized that. Trevor almost passed out when he heard that schedule. He was like, this I, was like I haven't done that much in like three weeks. It overwhelmed his system. It was too much for him to, to, to process there. You mentioned, I mean, people ask me all the time, like, especially when I was growing up, like why sports meant so much to you. And I think if for me, it was like, I was kind of a quiet kid, kind of mm-hmm. a shy kid and sports was it was the first thing that I was good at and it was kind of how I identified myself. And it, you know, through sports, I, I branched out. I met a lot of people. I made friends. Like all my friends were kids that I played sports with. Yeah. Like, even now today, like some of my best friends are kids that I met through sports or yes. that I've met through talking about sports. I mean, you talked sports. You said literally saved your life. Yes. Like you, you I think you went to Houston. Yeah. To, went to, play to university basketball. Of Houston, got hurt. Uh, didn't know what I was going to do. Moved to the Bay area, went back to a smaller college uh, got a degree in business, but uh, I kept going for the sports thing and then even went on to the NBA with uh, the Charlotte Hornets and the Toronto Raptors. And sports just, it kept me away from all the negative. And that's what I do with our programs. It's built around sports because we want to we dangle that carrot into these kids' face to say, okay, let's use the sports to educate. And so it's all about education. I, I feel like uh, education is the key. But being a coach, uh, creating future leaders, that's what our programs are about, creating fu- future leaders and tackling this at an early stage. And uh, sports and education changed my life and saved my life. Uh, I feel like kids don't don't even understand what sports really do. It it, it builds your character. Mm-hmm. It uh, it takes you out of environments. Like I was able to play AAU basketball. I was able to, to, to see things that I'd never seen living in private. So sports took me away and, and had me dream and, and believe. And I think that's what this is about for me. It's like, that's why I love the game. You can't cheat the game. I tell my son all the time, this is a physical sport. You got to put the work in. You cannot cheat the game of life, and you can't cheat sports. And there, I mean, everybody likes to focus on, not everybody, but a lot of networks and shows will focus on the negative side of sports and yeah. the bad stories. And I think for every negative story, I think you've got four stories like yours from yeah. people, a kid, and especially you hear them this time of year with postseason and college basketball, yeah. a kid who, you know, would have never had a chance to get out and see a, a different element of this co- this country or this world yeah. gets that opportunity through basketball or gets that opportunity through yeah. football or gets that opportunity through baseball and i i mean i just think it's it's why i, I will never ever say like sports are bad i think the good always outweighs the bad when it comes to sports think I, about it we wouldn't if it wasn't for sports we wouldn't know who muhammad ali yeah was think about it i mean we could sit here and talk about all these great athletes but one of the greatest in the world come right from here muhammad ali I mean, Muhammad Ali inspires so many kids that when you look out those rooms, everybody want to be the greatest. This is a guy that did this but also gave back and did his part. 
So sports could take you to a level of life, but watching what Muhammad Ali did is incredible because he used the sports to, to be able to go and spearhead different countries about peace and all these different things that he was able to do and come from Louisville. I mean, that's a blessing to be honest. Cause that's, that's, that's what I want to be like. I want to be like Muhammad Ali saying that I'm not ashamed to say this guy used sports to be able to go conquer the world, to feed people, save people, change lives. And, and, and I, I love to see that. I mean, when I walk through the airport and see these greatest shirts, uh, this guy was the greatest, and and we need to celebrate him. And and watching his life, that lit every little kid from Louisville to all around the world feel like Muhammad Ali did it. I could do it. And and I think that's what that's what amazes me about sports that keeps me going. And that's why I started this show with you. I feel like we about to knock this thing out because. <laughs> We the Muhammad Ali of this game. I'm telling y'all, you just you just not going to see us coming. You are not going to see us coming. And we're going to have a lot of fun. I, I think you, your job has to be fun. Yeah. You know, who want to go to work if your job not fun? I come here every day and listen to the crazy bleeps that Trevor says, and it's it's fun every single day. Yeah. It doesn't matter if we have fun stuff to talk about, bad stuff to talk hey, about. Hey, some of them were the soundtrack of your uh, Get O.D. I talked yeah, about exactly. today. We don't need to tell I that story. I threw a house party with that. that I, was told you, I told you not to tell that story. <laughs> Trevor started the show by saying I need to thank Master P because he got me laid twice. Did <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> happen. I was like, we don't need to bring that up on air. Master P looked at me. That's an accomplishment, man. You should be proud of that. <laughs> it, hasn't, it hasn't happened since. He a soldier. Another album out, man. Come on. <laughs> you kill him. Don't do him like that, man. Somebody help him, please. Uh <laughs> last question before I let you get out of it. I know you gotta go over to the TV show, so yes. I'm following up at five. If Master P had not played basketball, what would you have played growing up? What what was the, the second best sport that really piqued your interest? What would you have gone football. could you have gone pro in? Football? Football. Football. People don't know that football. My grandmother made me quit football because I, I got hit hard. And now I couldn't play the game without getting color on my helmet. I'm like, I got hit. I learned to, to hit people. And so my grandmother was like, you need to quit that sport. And I'm like, I'm into it now. <laughs> so she stopped coming to the games. And uh, I, I feel like football um, was another sport that I – I fell in love with, but you know, it was because of my grandmother that I had to let it go. Yeah, so, it happens. Yeah, and then I got deep into the basketball and uh, didn't look back. Didn't look back. We were kindred spirits. I got three concussions in three years playing football, and they were yeah, like, you're so done. you know. They're also like, you're not growing anymore. Yeah. You, you, I've been this size since I was in sixth grade. They're like, yeah. you're not getting bigger. You need to figure this out. It's yeah. time to just play baseball. Yeah. That's what that's what happened. Yeah. All right, we Master P, again, the show tonight, the truth, the it's truth. you. It's me. It's WBNA Channel 21. It's live. It's seven live. to eight. Who knows? I mean, yeah. something crazy may happen. You don't yeah. even know what's gonna happen. It's live Just on watch. TV. You've got to watch. Come see. Come see. Turn your channel on. I mean, Master P at the press conference said we may have an alien on the show. He, yes. he may not have been lying. We have no idea. You know what? I seen an alien in Louisville the other day, so maybe we'll talk about it. It could happen. All right, Master P, you gotta get out of here. I'll see you shortly. Uh, thank you so much for stopping it by. It really was a person with an alien shirt on. I told y'all we tell the truth. All right, we're gonna break. We'll you come want back. the truth? I want one of those shirts, Master P. And we you got you, you got five X for me, six X? Yes, I'll get you one. Oh, you the man. Uh, look, he's still looking me up.
30, almost 30 years later, he still looks, the man still got my back. Christopher 2X and Trevor 5X over there. That's what we got going on. All right, we'll go to break. We'll come back. More Mike Rutherford Show after this. Big thanks to Master P for stopping by. Keep it locked right here on The block dressed in white with some baggage and bowls, a pocket full of stones. Three G's and trying to lose these kids. Look in the task, coming sick because it's the first of the month. Fiends on my page, you like I'm trying to take these fools to lunch. For a second there, I thought that was unedited, and I was like, oh, it's coming. And then, thankfully, you got it. Got the good version. I went for radio editing on it. Yeah, you saved yourself. Welcome back in. This is the final segment here of the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. If you missed it, what are you doing, first of all? You miss Master P in studio if you just turn What's wrong right with you people? Master P is basically a member of the Big X now. I feel like Master P, our Big I, X nation. I think he fits in perfectly, too, does he not? We've got Scooter Dingus and Master P under the same umbrella. <laughs> Nick Roush. And Roush and Stalker. Roush and P. John Spears. TJ Walker is basically a no-limit soldier. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was awesome. It was so much fun. Again, uh, the new show... Master P and myself, we're on TV tonight, 7 to 8, talking sports on WBNA Channel 21, set the DVR, new show's called The Truth. We got t-shirts ready, he's, he's rocking the t-shirt, I showed you the t-shirt, I had I, mine on for the press conference. I do definitely want that shirt, I, I'm not I'm not kidding. I don't, I, I don't know if they make 5X. Got to, man, come on. But, I mean, P is, he's a big guy, so the sizes may run a little bit big, 2X might fit you. No, I want, I want to be comfortable. Let's go, I mean... I mean, that's the style, right? Do the kids still not wear the shirts too big? Some of them do. do they still, I don't know. I don't know. First yeah. of all, that was one trend as a fat guy I hated. That the shirts were too big? Oh, yeah, because all the skinny right kids. No, everybody was buying kids that should buy 1Xs were buying 4Xs. I'm like, dude, that's my uh, shirt. Uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, they were they were taking on my inventory. Sorry. Yeah, and that was when I could still get into a 3 and 4. Sorry about that. Was back, back 20 years ago. The entire the entire text line, 502-414-1450, is the Thornton sex line. The entire text line is just questions from Master P that we couldn't get to. I'm amazed I didn't break this chair when I was bouncing around in it. The, again, <laughs> we've, we always need the YouTube cameras, but we never need them more than we needed them today. Master P was loving the way that you were dancing to make him say, uh... His agent Christie's like in stitch. She's like on the ground laughing so hard. <laughs> I, I, I can't help it. It gets me pumped. You were loving it. It was great. Like I was thinking, like I said, you think you're having a bad week. Think about the the stress that's going on in the shocks on this chair right about now. Yeah, it's you were playing Russian roulette with that chair. I mean, if the thing had broke, it'd have been even. That would have. I would have been mad if it had broke, and then we didn't have cameras in here. It would have been great. Because that would have been viral. It would have been fantastic. I mean, it's, 
I like the. I mean, Matt tweeted the Breakfast Club this morning. Which yeah. It's like one of the biggest shows in, in, on the planet. Second only to us. Second only, and then he did the biggest show on the planet, which is us. Yeah. What a day. I mean, yeah. Do you think they had this view at the Breakfast Club? <laughs> the squirrel out there on the, the rusty fence. Hey. Leave my squirrels alone. Those guys, those are my boys. The windows are an eighth open because that's as far as we can get them open. That's who we are. It's what we do. We've got about uh, 20 minutes here before we got, I got to get out of here today. Again, short show. We'll be back to normal three to six tomorrow. Uh, getting ready for Louisville versus Virginia Tech. Uh, I, get, I keep forgetting tomorrow is it's senior night. It's a quick turnaround. It is a quick turnaround. Which is probably good with the way they played on Saturday. Yeah, I'd like to get that taste out of our mouths. But yeah. we, we typically play well against Virginia Tech. Of course, we Always play well against Georgia State. I had more confidence before going on Friday night going to this game tomorrow than I did on Saturday evening. Yeah, but uh, so normal show tomorrow, but we are out of here at five o'clock today. So if you have text that you want to get in before the end of the show, hit us up at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Do we save this for tomorrow, or do you want to knock out the whole uh, Brandon Miller stuff? We can save it for tomorrow. Okay. I assume you're referring to like the pat down. Yes. Yeah. Because I've got. I've got mixed thoughts now on this whole deal. I also, I do, I mean, the transparency in the SEC, not giving him SEC Player of the Week when he averaged like 37 points per game in two games. 41, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was like he clearly was the best player in America last week, and the SEC was like, nope, not touching that. We're punishing you. Here's our punishment. You'll get SEC Player of the Week. We're going to save our social media people from a million mentions to sort through by making that announcement. So we're giving it Probably to Probably true, actually. They gave it to some kid from Arkansas. I think it was Nick Smith from Arkansas. I saw that and I was like, oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna straight not give him player of the week now. Yeah, averaged yeah, 37 points a game. He's clearly like, <laughs> unbelievable, but yeah, that was single-handedly beat South Carolina in overtime. I don't really blame him for that. Uh, do you want to take a few texts here since we yeah, have gotten the text line here? All right, the text line says, uh, "This is Scoot's stepbrother. I can vouch for Indiana girl." Okay, I know I know he's talked about his step. I know he has a stepbrother, so we can confirm it. Do we have like a picture of them together, maybe from back in the day? It, I, mean, I need some visual evidence. I would like some visual evidence in some way too. Sean Moth also wanted to know. Um, he texted in earlier. He said, "Can the show be called Master P and Cowboy?" <laughs> yeah, I don't have it loaded either. Cowboy. <laughs> the second taste that we got today did just say Cowboy, which was great. Says, <laughs> first off, good luck on the show tonight with Master P. But let's be real, we want to talk Dennis Evans today. We talked Dennis Evans. Yeah, we did. We did. I'm excited about him. Texas has three more games. Let's go. I can't wait for this to be over. I mean, we still got third AC tournament too next week. Well, that's part of the three games. We had two games this week. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're a week right. from tomorrow could yeah. potentially be the last day of the regular season. We got the last tour, day of the season. We'll try to get the tour of Virginia in the season, then we go into the post. You're right. Also, I mean, we've been talking about how the most likely opponent that we have in the ACC tournament has been Boston College. If we're in that 15-10 game for a long time, and how it seems to be like a favorable matchup for us. BC's playing pretty pretty well right now. I kind of don't want them. I mean, they just beat Virginia by 15. They beat Florida State by six. Florida State, who, by the way, staged the largest second-half comeback in the history of the ACC on Saturday, erased a 25-point deficit against Miami and came back and won that game. I don't know what – I mean, Miami play some defense. I Meanwhile, we lost to Georgia Tech. Yeah, by 16. <laughs> so we're probably going to get FSU or BC. Did, did the the statement uh, by Kenny Payne in the post game? I didn't mind like the we can't outscore people. We need to play defense because I thought that was Captain Obvious He's anyway. Right, yeah. But did the statement of Georgia Tech is more talented than we are bother you a little bit? Yeah, it did. Because I mean, I'm not going to say they're, they're. I mean, you can. I, I would argue at the most we're on the same level. I, there's there's no way you can say to me that team is more talented than we are. Clear cut. Because he made the same claim 
essentially after the last. No, it was it was the Boston College game. I was gonna say I thought he made it. Which, after Georgia, yeah. but it was after the BC game where he told his team, "Look, you're not gonna be more talented than anybody you play this year." Which I think is we we're more talented than Bowman. I think we can all agree on. that. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think we're just as talented as Boston College. I don't know if we have a player as good as their big guy, but we overall I think we're just as good as. They I are. think we're more talented than Georgia Tech. I, I think we are too. And I kind of. Look, if he truly – if this is what he's trying to sell us, some people are going to buy it now. Some people aren't. The only way to convince everybody is through the win-loss total next year, right? Like, he's going to get his opportunity to to make that claim true. If he's saying it's a talent thing, we don't have the talent, get some better talent in here for next year, Have a, you've got a full offseason, again, to install your system, to instill your culture, and let's roll. And if it, if it truly was just a talent deficiency in the NCAA cloud and all that stuff, then we'll find out next year. That's the good thing about sports. It's a good thing about college basketball is if you're making – like, we don't have the answers here. Everybody's just guessing. We're all trying to, to make an educated guess as to what we think is wrong with the state of the program. We'll have a better idea next year. If it truly was just the players, we'll know. If it wasn't, then we'll know as well. Texture says, uh, on the play that you're talking about, the I guess the five-second play, the three-second three, three, three three play. Yeah. A U of L player was out of bounds and touched the ball before he established himself back on the court. Was that what it was? I, I knew it could not have been the three seconds. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, okay. It wasn't, did did that did that really happen? I mean, I know Ellis was coming around a curl, but you, I thought that was a football rule. Is that is that a basketball? When's that rule in basketball? You, you have to reestablish yourself in in bounds fully. Okay, but I, I thought he was saying he was the first person just to touch the ball since coming in bounds. Yeah, that's not that's not a rule. That's a football rule. That is a football rule. In basketball, as long as you didn't touch it previously. Yeah, as long as your body is in bounds. You just have to be in bounds yeah. to touch it. And I'm pretty sure he was completely in bounds because unless his foot was on the back like the sideline because he came around the the baseline. I remember. I I have repressed the memory. Yeah, I just it, it's so confu- I think I think the most confusing part about it is the announcers just lazily said three second rule, and that's what's what's they getting didn't care. us. Yeah. Yeah. There's Mike. The shirt says realist with an I when it should say realist with an E. No, we're talking about we're we're realists. It's the realist show. He I, I, when now he said, when he said Utes, I almost lost it. Utes. I mean, I, as someone who loves my cousin Benny as much as they, as I do. Yeah. When he said Utes, I, was, I just I, I almost just started clapping. I'm fucking. <laughs> Texas says, uh, I just saw a live ad for the show tonight, and they sent in a screenshot. Uh, you all are taking the first 48 off the schedule tonight, by the way. I'm sure there's a young TK out there that's going to be so pissed that the show is on instead. <laughs> they're gonna Maybe they are, and then they're going to watch it, and they're going to love it. And they're like, Master P talking sports? I'm in. DVR, subscri- season-long subscription. Triple clip that. Click you that. bumped the first 48? We did. Oh, man, they'll never find the crime now. Yeah. <laughs> the show was still on the air, by the way. Texas, my wife has also been sick for four and a half weeks. She's pregnant, though. Congrats. You're not the first people that we have told. <laughs> At least it's anonymous. There you go. Should I give out your number? <laughs> okay, yeah. congratulations. People no. listening out there, you may or may not know somebody who's pregnant. They just made the announcement on the show. If you've been suspicious for the last four and a half weeks, now you know. Congratulations, Texer. We love you. Do you say Mary might be pregnant? No. If she is, we have to have a conversation. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna make tomorrow's conversation a little awkward. It'd be shocking for both of us. Texas Mike, let Master P know that I rode my bike to the mire on Hurstbourne Lane and risked my life trying to cross Hurstbourne to buy his double CD MP to last on. I love the album to this day. Definitely worth the risk. I've had so many people reach out to me in the last 48 hours who have been like, "You've got to let Master P know that like, 
every two weeks I bought like the, the next No Limit album. I had the chain. I'm, I'm like, I'm not letting Master, Master P doesn't care about this. Like, I'm sure he's heard this story a <laughs> oh, billion yeah. times. So it's like people that I haven't talked to in forever either. They're like, can you like, get Master P sending a video to me? I'm like, no, no. Go on cameo. We're talking sports. Go on cameo. I don't know you. I went on KML last night trying to find somebody on my fantasy football team to to, to pay to, to talk trash to the, the people that I've won the championship on this year. Did you get me? No. <laughs> the closest I could find was Josh Jacobs is on there, but he's currently unavailable. I did a new cameo yesterday. Did you really? Yeah. I've had two in the last two weeks. Wow. Business is really picking up. No offense, but if I get you to do a video, I'm not paying. <laughs> I, get to see it. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'll do, it for, I'll do it for free. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> Texas, what were the other listening apps as an alternative to tune in? I can't remember. I know people texted them in. I mean, you have the call in number thing. You have Some, the, a, a couple of. Oh, there's somebody in. said a good. Yeah. On Friday, they had like actual suggestions that have worked. Oh, and I, can't I can't remember what they said it was either. This. Well, podcast is available. Podcast will be up shortly. Shortly. Texas, I'm concerned if we take all these freshmen, take Churchill, and keep Ellis James, Acora 4, Taylor, Lands, possibly Re or Basili, that we don't have enough spots for enough transfers to make a big turnaround. No, there we gotta make. We'll, there's, there's something, I, mean. You, I mean, you have to. I mean, you can sell progress if you have a team that's overwhelmingly made up of players that are on this year's team. But it's tough to sell the type of leap forward that we're all looking for, right? I mean, in Fabio Basile, he did play early on in the game. On he on did Saturday, play. The announcers was, were baffled. I think it was a little bit of, you know, a surprise. He only ended up playing three minutes, but he got in pretty early. And they tried for a, a brief time to play him at the point and L um, off the ball. And I know. Speaking of Master P being here, Hersey's been injured. He's been a little bit banged up. That's why he didn't dress. I was kind of curious why he didn't come in. Yeah, yeah. it's why he didn't. I know he was unavailable completely for the uh, the game before this, the Monday night game against Duke. I think he was available but still dinged up on, on for Saturday's game. So you had Fabio trying to run the point. They didn't like that because it didn't last very long. But, yeah, I mean, if you had – I mean, if we have like seven guys coming back from this year's team and then you've got two incoming freshmen, an incoming Juco – potentially another incoming player from the African Basketball Academy. It's 11. And then Evans coming in now, another 12. freshman coming in 12. That you got one transfer spot. Yeah. And I, I think people would be a little bit, I think you'd be concerned at this point. Like Dennis Evans may be great, but is he enough to take you from four wins to 21 wins? I don't know if I could be optimistic at all going It'd be into tough. that. It, it would I, would, be tough. I mean, I'd have to, yeah. I, I just don't, I don't know how I can be. I mean, I could, I could try. I mean, I'll be faking it. Texas, if making the tournament next year is overachieving, how can you fire Kenny if he doesn't make the tournament like you all say? I don't think it's overachieving. I think it's the standard. I'm saying this in terms of what the preseason expectation is going to be. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what roster acquisitions we're going to make. I don't know how that's all going to shake out. But at this point, coming off of a four or five or however many wins it winds up being season, like you're not, you're, you're probably not going to find a bracketologist that has Louisville in the field going into next year, we're probably going to be picked back in the bottom five of the ACC again next season. So if you're looking at it based on preseason expectations, making the tournament next year is going to be viewed by pretty much everybody as an overachievement. You know, you realize that if we don't make the tournament, or at least if we don't make the Sweet 16 next year, it'll be the longest stretch between Sweet 16s in school history. Well, really? The long, 2015? The, the longest was, the, was yeah, because that would this is eight years now since we made it. Yeah. The longest before this was 97.05. Is that since expansion, I guess? Yeah, or since the 50s. Because, I mean, we made Sweet 16 in the 50s. Now, the longest, like, Elite 8 run is 11 years. That's 86 to, to 97. 
but I was looking at this the other night, like looking through something. I don't know how I got in a rabbit hole, and I was like, our longest stretch of not making a Sweet 16 is eight years, and we're matching that this year. So if we don't make it, we will break that record. And I'm not sure. Another record to break, by the way. What the hell? Well, I, I know the 20 tournament got taken away, but this is going to be three straight years without an NCAA tournament appearance, without you know any postseason ban or tournament canceled or anything like that. And that might be a record. I, I was gonna say, I, I can't imagine the last time that that happened either. It had to have been way, way back in the day, and we're looking at four now for next year. It just it's like like we were talking about with Master P. It's just it's unique, and Louisville fans don't know how to handle it. We're not used to being here, even though it's become kind of the norm in recent years. It still feels it still feels wrong. The calendar's about to flip to March in two days. It still feels wrong for us not to be involved in the the big picture in college basketball. I mean, we missed it from 52 to 58, or we we went at 51 and we made the final four in 59. So since the 50s. Yeah, so since the 50s, our longest stretch is three years, which was. Uh, the Dromo to, to to the Crum era, which we missed the tournament three years in a row. Texas, of the guys that you listed that you want to come back, only Ellis is, a, is the type of guy who's a starter on a top 25 team. The I, others are reserve right now, which is a problem. We need at least three starters out of the portal. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's too soon to say that. Who knows? I mean, I think the hope is that Kamari Lands or Mike James make an enormous step forward as a sophomore, which happens in college basketball. The, the sophomore breakout is a real thing, and I think you have to hope that one of those guys just – steps up and becomes a beast next year. And I disagree. I think I think Trainer is definitely a, a starter on a top 25 team. It all it really depends on I mean you, it's because it's not just black and white to say a top 25 team. If you have two like NBA caliber, caliber players, you put you put JJ Trainer on Alabama in the starting lineup right now. I mean, they're top 25 team. He's a starter. I mean, you put him with guys like Brandon Miller, yeah, you can you can still be a starter. I think he is capable, of it, especially the, the way he can be just a, a great glue player. Uh, Texas said, how did podcast Trevor react to the Master P news when you told him? I'm surprised this didn't get an emergency pod, really. Oh, he's excited. Everybody's excited. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a podcast episode this week, uh, and I'll kind of give some behind-the-scenes recounting of how this, this went down and some of the funny stuff that's happened this week getting ready for the show, and I'm sure Danny will have some some insight. I mean, now, is this what you're wearing tonight on the show? Yeah. What do you think? Let's talk. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to wear the... You should wear the Love Burger shirt. <laughs> or the, the orange cast. So I pulled up to the that. I pulled up to the Gall House and Christopher Two X calls and he's he's telling me like where the press conference is and you know Troy's gonna show up here wait for here and I so I brought a button up and a jacket. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Because this is my it's, it's my first masterpiece press conference. I'm not sure what to do. And <laughs> I asked him I'm like hey you know like, sh- should, I, should I change and he's like just be you and also I think P's gonna have some shirt for you to wear anyway. So I'm like yeah. oh there you go. I think we'll probably, I mean, we may end up wearing the shirts both on the show. I don't know. I mean, I'll, well, he was wearing a different version. He was wearing the one without your pictures on it earlier. That's the one that I had on, too, for the press conference. Oh, I thought you had the one with the pictures on it. No, I just took a picture of that. and then. Oh, I okay. That's the one I want. I want the one with your pictures on it. We can make that happen. That's the one I want. <laughs> like, is there anything like corner here that wearing a picture of yourself on your T-shirt? I'm ready for it. I'm excited. I've been waiting for a long time to have a shirt with my own picture on it. Now I've got it. It's going to happen. Texas, did you run out of any Trevor Skates and Cape ideas? Did you run any of our Trevor Skates and Cape ideas by Master P? Trevor skating out, Cape flying in his rerun outfit, doing the funky chicken. That would be pure magic. I mean, I don't know if I can do the funky chicken. I can do the running man-like rerun. I still have the idea of you just standing in silence behind us for the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> just standing, like slowly wobbling as the show goes longer and longer, unable to, to keep your balance, <laughs> desperate for a chair. Just, just collapse in the third segment. <laughs> Nobody moves. Everyone Nobody just, even pays the end. Just, just keep talking. And like he's in the background. You see me trying to pull myself up. Just, <laughs> just like moaning on the ground. Ugh. 
<laughs> my knee. <laughs> You're not my then you go. To, you see my arm kind of trying to pull myself up. You go to commercial break. When you come back, I'm back leaning against the wall. Like nothing oh, happened. God, <laughs> Just slumped over. Sleep. Drinking a Mountain Dew. Lean, leaning on Master B. Just like, hold me <laughs> up for a second. Texas says, there are some players on this team with limited talent. However, talent means nothing if the players don't give effort. And that's been a problem with these players for three seasons. Also, Mick Cronin sucks. <laughs> I mean, Did they win yesterday? They were in a close game with Colorado, who's not very I don't good. remember. I saw that the Tiger, whatever, the point guard had like a crazy shot that he hit. Oh, he did? They won by four. Okay. Not not overly impressive. It was a way. They didn't look overly impressive against Utah. Either. Did you see the Arizona State shot to beat Arizona? Yes, I, did. I saw it on your Unreal. Twitter. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Of course, they cut away from it here to show the beginning of the UK game. Like, <laughs> Got to be kidding me. Uh, which I, I I understand. I completely forgot to watch the UK game. I checked at one point and they were up by like 25. So I was like, okay, don't need to watch this anymore. I was just so after, after I just didn't really feel like watching college basketball right after the watching Louisville game. I was just like, you know what? I'm I've had my fill. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good for a minute. You know, I'm, I'm actually going to lay down and take a nap because I woke up early for this. Yes, I know it was 2 p.m. I know. Yeah, yeah, I woke up. some For some reason, I don't think some of the players did. Did TK ask Master P about his inspiration for Pass Me to Green? You need some weed with your Hennessy. It's a great song. You didn't bring up. No, Trevor just basically complimented Master P for getting him late, which was great. Well, yeah, I mean, I want to thank the guy. Him and bad judgment and alcohol, but yeah. Texas says, uh, are you allowed to contradict Master P if he talks, starts praising Kenny Payne? Yeah, I mean, if we can, we'll go back and forth for sure. I mean, it's one thing for me to like have a conversation about my thoughts on Kenny Payne with like Trevor or, or a basic fan. Like it's another master. has got a kid on the team. Like yeah, he's, he's seen this team play and he's got an up close personal view. And I mean, his opinion very clearly is that Kenny Payne is the guy and that it's the culture and the NCAA cloud is to blame. And like I said, we'll find out eventually. Like I, I think you and I both and everybody listening, almost everybody listening is of the belief that or, or hopes that that's the case, right? Like we all want yeah. this to be just the NCAA being the issue, just lack of talent being the issue. And, Two years from now, we're going to be competing for national titles, all that stuff to happen. And, I mean, you and I can sit here and say we don't think that's going to be the case, and I, I don't, I'm being honest, but I want to be wrong. I still have hope. I still am holding out hope. That's all you can have right now at the end of a four-win season going into year two of a new head coach. That's right, A.D. Frank. All you can have is hope. Hope is what keeps us going. It's a good thing. And Yeah, it is Maybe a good the thing. Best thing. I love the, the family guy version I saw the other night where like, he, he, Cleveland gets the note, and he's like, I know you remember the town. He's like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody just sent in a, a gif of Kenny Payne wearing a cape across <laughs> the basketball court. I don't even know. I don't know what to do with that. Uh, we have not mentioned it yet, but the U of O women's basketball team took a tough loss to Notre Dame yesterday. Oh, so mad I woke up just for that. Too. Bad weekend. I mean, the, the baseball team lost to Bowling Green on Saturday. They did take two of three, but they still lost a game. Is there a solid program? They lost a game. Well, they it was their first top 25 win in the history of the program for Bowling Green. It's been a long, 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 long road up that hill. So they slipped in the rankings there. U of O wins basketball. It hurt enough to lose to Notre Dame at home on Senior Day in your regular season finale. But they lost Olivia Miles in the middle. They lost Olivia Miles when we were winning, and they. Ended and we up, lost the game the same way we lost last time. Just. In a way. Trevor, I don't know if you know this about basketball. This may be a controversial take. Don't cancel me for saying this. Oh, uh oh. Gotta make shots. 
Well, we, did, we made two shots in the the final seven minutes of the game. We couldn't. We were getting decent looks. Could not make anything. Couldn't. You know, we left the wrong people open. They also got a bunch of second chance opportunities because their bigs are better than our bigs, and they're bigger than our bigs. It was frustrating because I think that the I think the team felt like they should have gotten the one in South Bend, and they probably should have. And then they felt Agreed. like they had been playing well since then, and it was all shaping up to be this to have a a, a nice little catapult into the postseason, and it didn't happen. What I got from losing the last two games against Notre Dame is that we're going to meet them in the Elite Eight, and this is when we get our revenge. I like that. But I mean, it seems like it's written up. How many times have you seen the one where the the, 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 the team, the higher-ranked team, you know, gets by by to skin their teeth in, in back-to-back games, and it's hard to beat a team three times. It's not. And, well, don't tell Kentucky and LSU that in 86. Yeah. <laughs> We did somehow still, even with the loss to Notre Dame, we did wind up earning a top-four seed. Florida State got upset by Clemson. So Louisville gets the double bye in the ACC tournament. Nice. They won't play until I think Friday is their first game, and it's at 11 a.m., so it won't Ugh. conflict with our show. But we'll have the results to talk about and hopefully get ready for two games that weekend. But it would be nice. I mean, they need to win at least a game in the conference tournament, I think, to feel good about their chances of making a run in the NCAA tournament because they had, it's been too long since they've beaten a good team. Even when they beat Carolina – it didn't feel like they played a great game. By the way, Sean Moth corrects me. Bowling Green was their first win over a top five team, not a top twenty-five. Team. Yeah, get it right. Sean, Sean, Sean Moth knows that Bowling Green's a solid program. Are they though? Ask him, Sean. Tell tell him, tell him this. How many? So the last, who'd you say that about the last time Xavier? <laughs> Xavier. Yeah. They've been to four NCAA tournaments all the time in their history. How many? Yeah. How many four, hey, it's hard to make the NCAA tournament in baseball. How many do we think Bowling Green has been to? <laughs> Two. They've been to four. Okay. See. Now we know the boy. since 1999. Here's the thing. Now that we know, if you're nothing more than a solid program, your your ceiling is four tournament appearances. Bowling Green has not been a conference <laughs> champion since 2013. It's been that long. That's almost how long it's been since we've been to the tournament. <laughs> Ten years. We went in 2019. Come on. We just we do we do struggle. We have struggled almost every sport in the ACC tournament, haven't we? Women's did win it though once, right? Didn't you say they, or, they've won it? But yeah, we. But they, even the women's have had their struggles in, in times when not expected. I we've mean, never won it in, in baseball. Yeah, we've basketball. Never won more than one game in the tournament in basketball, which is shocking. I mean, we we had won four out of five conference tournaments going into the ACC, and we haven't won more, more than one game since joining the league. We've clearly is, never sniffed making the ACC championship in football till next next year when we do do it. Well, we did tie for a regular season title. In the we Olympics did. Season, we did. We didn't. Yeah, it's Clemson. And yeah, it's, 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 it's what it is. We are. We gotta. Go, I didn't realize how late it was. We gotta Sorry. get out of here. We're out of here today. No time to make big Monday predictions. That's fine. The truth with Master P and Mike Rutherford tonight, seven to eight live show on WBNA. Check it out. I'm sure we'll talk about it on tomorrow's show. There'll oh, be plenty of reaction. I'm sure. I'll, I'm excited to hear Trevor's thoughts about it. It's gonna I, be a lot of fun. I might watch it twice tonight. Once sober, <laughs> once high. Everyone have a fantastic <laughs> Monday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at three.